0: Greetings and welcome everybody to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson. We come to you every week with this uh, podcast. We are a company called JSL Solutions. We love to help churches and ministries use technology to uh, reach their purposes. And uh, Steve and I will tell you a little bit more about the products we offer at the end of this podcast. How's that sound? That sounds like a plan. But we do streaming with StreamingChurch.tv, so I just lied to everybody and just mention what we do. But the, the reason I bring that up is because we're going to talk about live encoders for streaming today.
1: Yes. What's a live encoder for streaming?
0: Well, a live encoder. So if you're going to do streaming video and you know, you're going to do online where people can watch your services live, or even if you want to do recorded, you have to have some kind of an encoder. And a uh, streaming live encoder is that's what kind of does the magic. You have your camera. You have your video capture cards or video capture devices, you have your uh, which go into a live encoder. You, right. We're going to primarily talk about live encoders that are software that go on your computer today, right. although there are some hardware-based encoders that we can mention. But you've got to have a live encoder to, yep. to connect to servers.
1: Right. Everybody
0: needs a live encoder. Content right. delivery network servers so that people can watch your live stream or watch the archives. So you have to have a live encoder to do that. And that's what we're going to talk about today.
1: Yes. So there's a bunch of different options out there with live encoders.
0: There so. are, yeah. There, there are lots of options out there. Uh, we're going to tell you about some free options. Uh, if you're doing streaming video, you might want to listen to this because there's some newer products out there and something mm-hmm. you might want to upgrade or do mm-hmm. something with. And so. some
1: products you may or may not have heard about. Yeah,
0: we'll do you. That we'll give you the pros and cons. Yeah, and if there's
1: one out there that we don't cover, let us know.
0: We'd <laughs> love to hear from you. Just send us an email support at
1: streamingchurch.tv.
0: All right. So what kicks off our first live encoder, Steve?
1: So the um, the one that's probably been around the longest? Yeah, it's debatable. but um, And it, this is a free one. It is by Adobe that makes Photoshop and all the web development tools. And uh, they put out Flash Media Live Encoder many moons ago. All
0: right. So and, Flash Media Live Encoder. Now, I've noticed some people out there today say, well, it's just junk. Well, actually, in its day, it was a pretty good Encoder, and it still is okay. It's all right
1: for what it does. There are people that are passionate about not liking it, that's for sure. But it is probably the most popular, definitely the most popular free one that's available. Um,
0: I I would say so. And there's pros and cons to it.
1: Yes. More cons now that we're cons 2016. So let's let's talk pros. So um, number one pro is it's free. Number two pro, it's from you know a reputable company, mm-hmm. and it's proven and it's widely available and um, pretty easy to
0: use. Yeah, you can download it in just a matter of a couple minutes. Yes, on your computer, uh, it's it's I think very simple to use, very easy to use. You can make some settings and drop your credentials. You need streaming credentials right. that you know companies will give you. Uh, it it it's pretty good in that sense. It It's, if you want to do, so as far as the pros go, I think we pretty much covered it. Right? I know. I mean, it's, I've got lots of cons. Yeah, there are some cons to it. Uh, but I, I think for the most part, you know, it, it's good for that use. Now, if you want to do multiple cameras, multiple inputs, you cannot do it with the Adobe Flash Media Live encoder by itself. You could put a switcher in front of it, a video switcher in front of it.
1: Right. So, but the, Flash Media Live Encoder is just going to receive the one video signal, right. and if you switch it upstream of that, then yeah, that's you yeah, can do that. that. That can work. Right. Uh, it's great for standard
0: definition streaming. It's not so good for high resolution, high definition streaming.
1: Yes, we've uh, early on as people are transitioning to HD. Um, the most common complaint we get is, "Well, it doesn't recognize my camera." I mean, you launch Flash Media Live Encoder, and it just doesn't even see the your capture device if yeah, that's feeding a, an HD signal or some people say, yeah, I've got the, I've got my HD signal coming in, but when I broadcast my video and my audio are out of sync. Yeah. So typically if, if you're, if you've got an HD input coming into flash live encoder, we we anticipate problems for people.
0: And HDMI coming out of your camera can be a problem uh, right? for it. Uh. So yeah, and and there's people that use video capture devices to try to take that HDMI coming out of the camera, like Blackmagic or something, and and that's usually where the problem comes. If you've got composite, some kind of a, a composite video capture deal, then it usually works pretty good. Yeah,
1: for the lower res um, stuff, it works really fine. So another con is uh, Adobe's kind of given up on it. Um, they are they have not made an update. To their software since 2009, so it is approaching seven years ago that it's had any updates at all. Um, not sure what their plan is. I assume they're just saying, "Well, we're not going to spend any money on it, uh, but we're just gonna we're not we're not taking it offline or either." So
0: yeah, so so it can be. And we have a lot of customers that have been with us for years and they've upgraded their equipment, but they haven't upgraded their their live encoder. Right. And so they upgrade their equipment, and they try to use it with Flash
1: Media Live Encoder, and they
0: start having issues.
1: Right. So. Another pro I just thought of um, is it's both Mac and PC. Yeah, that's a pro. So that it's is a pro. Good. So if yeah. you've got a, a Mac, it is an option.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's move on to a different encoder, one that's starting to pick up some steam out there with popularity. It's called VMix.
1: Yes, and you can pick this up at Vmix HD or Vmix dot com now. And um, as you mentioned, it's—I think it's a, a relatively new player to the field. But I'm not sure about you, but it, I sure seem to. We've gotten a lot of ex- exposure to it, and a, a lot of people rave about it. Um, yeah, so, it's
0: a company based out of Australia, I believe. Oh, it is? I think, I'm pretty sure they're based out of Australia. And my experience so far is their, their customer support's been good. Yes. You know, they're a little bit time difference from where we're at. So you may not get a response right away, but you'll usually get one within a day or
1: so. Right. So moving into the VMAX talking, some of the pros. Well, one of the pros is they do have a free version that you can run. They do. They have actually multiple versions that you can run, that some are paid and some are free. Uh, the free version is going to limit your input resolutions and number of inputs that you can feed I into it. I believe so, yes. Yeah, so, but on the pros side, uh, you move into vMix, and now you've got the ability to switch between multiple inputs as well as um, inputs that you have connected to the computer as well as you know video files you may store on the computer or even just images you have on the computer. You Lower can thirds. switch... Right. Yes, and the other big benefit is you can do lower thirds. So you can create a it's more of a a production video production studio. You can do you can do your camera switching, you lay in the lower thirds, you can do set up different transitions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a more professional product than you're gonna find with just the Flash Live Encoders kinda it's its niche was let's just get some video out on the web. Right. And this one is more of I'm I'm putting on a show. I'm I'm broad, you know broadcasting yeah. my church service and I wanna put a lower third up when the guy doing announcements comes up or the worship singers right. singing or the you know lead pastor speaking.
0: Yeah. And a pro is of course the cost. It's uh, there's a free version, there's a upgraded version for a mere sixty dollars. And then there's even other versions you can get. So that's that's a pretty nice plus.
1: Yes. Uh, so for sixty sixty bucks you can basically Have everything you need to stream a really professional um, service on the web. So, um, some cons on that arena. Cons are
0: you can't use them. You can't put it on a Mac. Yes,
1: it is PC only. Um, other cons. Well, I mean, other than
0: I mean, I don't see this as a major con, but I mean, they are they are in Australia, and so if you're in the United States or North America. You may have to wait a day or two before you get customer support. But, you know, we were just talking earlier about Flash Media Live Encoder. Their support is non-existent.
1: Yes. There's <laughs> so, some forums out there if you run into yeah. issues or, yeah. you know, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance that we'll provide support for Flash yeah. Media Live Encoder yeah. for you. Uh,
0: but VMIX, I mean, other than the fact that it's not available at this point, uh, what we've seen, you know, it's not available on for mac uh, VMIX, I think, has, has a lot of, great positive deals to it. Yes, uh, I, I think it, it can tend to use a little bit of your CPU depending on what you're doing, On because right now we're talking about software-based encoders right now. And so, if you have a weak computer, you might want to make sure you've got plenty of horsepower for your computer, because right. it does tend to use a little more CPU than obviously a Flash Mini Live encoder yeah. would.
1: So, and as we get into these more professional and these paid versions, another Pro is they have agreements with the um the various um streaming providers. So we're a preset on the streaming providers. So you can go in, it's the setup becomes much easier. We'll provide credentials for you and you um, log in, put your login and password in.
0: Pretty simple. All right. So let's kind of move on to other live encoders. All right.
1: So, uh, let's see, OBS, Open Broadcaster Software.
0: Open Broadcaster Software. So, that is, uh, uh, this is open source, so uh, it's free. Uh, it's available to put on your PC as well as your Mac. As And even if you use a different operating system like Linux, you can put it on there, right?
1: Yes. So, uh, this is, you know, as I mentioned, it's open source, so it is... Um, Developed by the community, so there's a bunch of different developers in there. There's no particular one owner of it, but like other open source software, it gets regular updates, so it's actively supported mm-hmm. and actively moving forward. Right. Uh, it's to the point now where they're not they're not calling it a 1.0 release, but it's it is available. It's yep. a 0.5 release, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure what happens when they make it their <laughs> 1.0. But it is it looking- has been around for at least a couple of oh, years. at least, yeah. yeah and least. so, and it it gets regular updates. I don't know, I, I see updates every few months or so yeah, good. to it. But it's, it started out kind of in the realm of um, the Flash Media Live Encoder where it was started very basic, and it is still somewhat basic, but it does allow some video switching, multiple inputs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very simple interface to... To you know, to look at and understand what's going on and how okay. to set things up. Yeah, um, you're not going to be able to call somebody on the phone and get support, but I think they do have support, um, you know, through their community.
0: Okay, Open Broadcaster System (OBS). All right, so make a note of that if you're thinking about. Upgrading. So pros,
1: it's free. Yeah, it is free. And um, another pros, is, it's Mac, NPC, yeah. and Linux. And cons are. Um, I guess it doesn't have a big company behind it, but its it does have a, a big community behind it. Yeah. Um, I'm not that
0: familiar with the cons. I, I don't know what, yeah. what what
1: cons would be. So, probably not as popular, and people probably haven't heard about it as much. Yeah. So that's another con. Yeah. All right.
0: All right, so moving on to live encoders. Here's one that's, uh lots of people like. It's called Wirecast.
1: Yes, Wirecast from Telestream. And this is kind of the big daddy in the encoder world. Um, they have a couple of versions. They're both um, fairly expensive. The one that churches would be interested in would be the $500 version. They have a like a $900 version that uh, throws in some tools like automated scoreboards and things like that are kind of geared for sporting events and that kind of so thing. in case you're keeping score at your church or something. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, Wirecast is
1: good. It's, it's, you can put it on your PC,
0: you can put it on your Mac. Yes. Uh, and as you just said, Steve, there, are there. are I'm not sure. You know, I've, I've heard conflicting reports about their customer service. Some people say it's good.
1: Some people say yeah, it's not. they so I think, the, their legacy is they're from a much larger company called Telestream, and I think Telestream purchased the Wirecast product, and I think it quickly became their main, one of their primary sellers. I could be wrong, if, yeah. but uh, I would think it is probably one of their main primary tools. It is, um, again, they're going to provide support uh, They're because you're paying 500 bucks, you're and I think they have. Well, a,
0: you have they to have pay a, more if you want really quick support. There's yeah, they have executive
1: level support. They have yeah. some subscription program right. or something like that.
0: Yeah, you got to have to do that. So, uh, yeah, again, it, it's it's a it's a good it's we Well, you don't have to do
1: it. the support. You don't have to pay for the pay the extra support. No, you but don't have you, to. But yes, if you uh, want it, you can definitely pay for it.
0: I, you know, I, I'm i not sure. I mean, we've used it quite a bit. We can walk you through some things. I think maybe there may be some issues. You want to make sure you have a good video capture device, in my opinion, that they kind of recommend or they like.
1: Yeah, uh, that's true.
0: Uh, because if you – some sometimes – and this is not what we're talking about today, but video capture devices, and we should probably do a podcast on that uh, since that's changed a little bit over the years. But, you know, you've got to have a, some kind of a video capture card or video capture device that goes between your camera you know, your switcher and and your computer. And so if you don't have, if you got one that's kind of finicky, it could cause a problem. With
1: any of these encoders. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's one nice thing about, I guess, Wirecast is they have a list of capture devices that they have tested themselves and then they have an an extended list that other people have tested. So So there's probably a good chance that, uh, that it's going to work. So, Pros on this side, um, Mac and PC. Um, It's got all the production studio tools and stuff that you can do within vMix. Lower thirds,
0: multiple camera inputs, audio Um, inputs, all that good stuff. Yeah,
1: different video source inputs from recorded files to Mm -hmm. um, other elements. We're using this at our church and have been for probably a couple of years now. I think so. Mm -hmm. It can be a little intimidating to... um, operate really? uh it yeah you you, you want to spend a, a few minutes with somebody that's that can kind of show you the ropes with it mm-hmm. it's not i don't know it's not as intuitive as some of the others that oh, okay. i've seen so all but
0: it's right. I mean, not been my experience but then again i'm not doing it every weekend and... yeah okay all right so uh let's move on shall we uh sure So live encoder software-based vid blaster, vid blaster. I have
1: really very little experience with vid blaster. Yeah. So do I. It's, um, I poked into it. It's probably been two or three years ago. So it's been around for a while. Um, it's niches the PC and it, um, it's geared to be a video streaming and coding tool. It seemed like it may have a, smaller market than some of these others i'm not sure well,
0: some of these too as we talk about some of these next couple ones there's the gaming market so you know we're talking here obviously about streaming video and streaming your services and all that stuff for church but there are gamers that use these encoders i think they use Vidblasters, another one we'll talk about here in a moment that that they use to do their gaming and stream their gaming right and my son's doing some of this although i don't think he's streaming it but you know they're they're doing xbox they're Doing these video games and and some of these guys is he using VidBlaster? He's not using any of these right now oh, okay. that I know of. But he's he's he does the the whole gaming thing. You know, he's 17 or whatever. But a lot of these people uh, that are gamers, which is quite a big thing now. You know, oh, yeah. this this new generation, they will stream their live gaming. Oh
1: yeah,
0: and, and so they will use something like VidBlaster or XSplit or something like that. To and so that that's kind of where you get into or... some of this now. Uh, when you start looking at live encoders, sometimes you'll see them talk a lot about here's yeah. what we can use for the gaming elements and all that.
1: Right. And one of those, one of them we're going to talk about in a minute is kind of primarily geared toward that. I'm not sure the vid blaster is geared towards that, but it's um, PC only. It's not free. They don't have a free version that no, I'm aware I of. I don't believe so. So it is a, it is a paid tool. Um, I don't know. I do. Uh, I'm not sure how recently updated it's been.
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's an option out there. That, that, you know, that's what we're doing here on this particular podcast is giving people options. You might want to look it up, folks. Look yeah, up somebody that has more
1: experience with it than we do. Yeah, we it's do. not one that we recommend off the top of our head. That, um, I'm not sure exactly why, but uh, well, it's because we
0: like VMix. and some of these other ones we
1: just mentioned, but yeah. So,
0: but look it up. Fit is an opportunity there. Uh, Another one. And again, as we start doing these things like Wirecast and multiple kind of studios deals, you, again, you have to keep in mind your computer. If you, you know, your CPU will labor a little more and you want to make sure it's healthy.
1: Right. So as you get into, as you say, you're going to code multiple quality streams and record a high quality stream on your computer. You're going to need, a fairly high horsepower computer.
0: All right. So you mentioned it uh, just a minute ago, X, X split. Yes. The letter X split. Uh, This is, this has several versions, right? There's a free version as well as a.
1: Yes, they, yes, they have a couple of, um, a free version and then some upgraded paid versions. And it looks like, which is common with some of these other encoders is as you move up the the paid versions or or the free versions are going to have limitations on um resolution inputs and number of inputs into them right. so expo it's another one that uh, we've had some customers that are using um we don't have a lot of experience with them their target is really the the gaming industry or the the gamer mm-hmm. um to broadcast speech. their game that yeah. we talked about so yeah. um, not sure they're going to have capabilities for lower thirds and video switching and those sort of things that would be more prevalent in yeah. a production studio yeah. environment like Wirecast or,
0: right. or
1: VMAX. So there's a free version.
0: There's a $5 a month version. Yes.
1: Their, their licensing is a monthly fee. Yeah. I think
0: there's even a $9 yes. premium, whatever that
1: is. <laughs> okay. Exactly.
0: So yes. All right. So uh, if you've got other ideas, folks, as far as live encoders uh, that are software based or, you know, well, We'll mention a couple hardware-based here real quick. Yeah, and the
1: landscape has really changed over the years. I mean, three, four years ago, it was FlashMe live encoder or Wirecast. It was, you either got 500 bucks or you're stuck with FlashMe live encoder. There was no options in between on the low-cost or no-cost deals. And Now there's a bunch of no-cost. I mean, it's probably following the trend that streaming is more and more prevalent yeah. um not only for churches but for uh everything right so
0: yeah. um okay so very quickly just uh an alternative to a software-based encoder would be Teradek. there's a Teradek, uh vid video v-i-d-i-u which is a little box yes and little
1: box the size of what is it it's not as Bigger than a deck of cards, but not a whole lot bigger hand, than maybe I don't know. Yeah, uh, you
0: can put it on a camera. Uh, it's it's a live encoder, but it's not. It doesn't go on your computer. It's a it's a box that you can set up for streaming. Uh, you can use Wi-Fi, Ethernet cables to connect it. You can connect right to your camera. Uh, it's it's about seven hundred dollars, but you wouldn't need it. You would not need a computer then. You would not need a video capture device. You could get this device right. and use it. And there's settings you can, you know, preset it and all that good stuff. Yeah. And it's Teradec,
1: TerraDeck V-I-D-I-U. Right. So probably the optimum spot for that is if I'm at a church and I have one camera mm-hmm. and I don't want to deal with a computer and I just connect my inputs into this camera and this box is connected to my Wi-Fi and I push the stream button and I'm rocking and rolling, yeah,
0: and there are several companies out there that are using this. Some of them are sticking their own labels on it. Um, if you're interested in something like this, just let us know. We can certainly help you with that area. Uh, but uh, you know it, it's an option. It's another live encoder option that I think uh, is something you know good to consider, yes, definitely, um, and then one more, of course is is the big the big gorilla, I guess, in the market, Tricaster,
1: yes, so Tricaster from NewTek been around probably longer than any of these guys yeah. you think
0: Oh yeah absolutely because TV stations would use them to you know do mobile mobile broadcast to different locations and stuff they've been around for a long time
1: Right so mm-hmm. dozens of years or yeah. so or Yeah
0: at least it's a big unit uh, I mean it's it's basically the si- almost the size of a computer wouldn't you say
1: Yeah they're uh, they're you know, have box. made changes over the years I mean initially they were really big boxes. Yeah,
0: they've kind of modified them a little bit. Uh, sometimes you do have to pair them to another computer that's Windows-based. Uh,
1: There's, yeah, um, they've, they've uh, I think they've come a long way. They're, I mean, this is, when you get into the TriCaster arena, then you've got some budget to spend some on some dedicated like hardware. Like
0: 4000 bucks or more, right?
1: Well, that would be your introductory low-end TriCaster, would be, is around $4,000. Yeah. They have units. In the tens of thousands, probably don't have a $100,000 unit, but they definitely have some tens of thousand yeah. dollar units. I know when we first got started, their floor was around seven or 8000 yeah. and yeah. now they've brought their cost down to the $4,000 unit.
0: I think the original one we had was $8,000, plus we had to spend another $1,000 on a computer yes, to, to like do lower thirds and stuff with it. And yes, and they know, had so a… Very expensive. I
1: thought. Yes. And they had a, a an interface and some lower third software that my, I and some others at my church grew to really not like. <laughs>
0: that <laughs> was years a, ago. Though,
1: hate's right? a strong word, but it was. I, it was, just, it was <laughs> well, like, that was years ago. Yes. Maybe it's improved a little bit. All yes, right. It probably has. So, yes, uh, uh, pros on the um, TriCaster is you're going to, it's going to have a ton of inputs that are just ready to be plugged in. So there's a really good option, a good chance that you're uh, that you're going to have you know inputs for your for your cameras into it and enough inputs, audio and video inputs. Mm -hmm. Um, Cons are well, one it's really expensive. Um, Pros, again, they've been doing this a long time. They've kind of got it figured out. They've got decent um, switching software and that sort of thing built into it. It is running a version of Windows on it. So maybe an a mac guy I would say that would be a con but <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well and and like any hardware based live encoder if something goes wrong with it if if something burns out on it uh you could have a little problem you may have to ship it back
1: <laughs> yes cuz <'cause laughs> it is a it is it's a computer but it's a specialized computer right. it's not one that's easily maintained yeah.
0: and so uh, you could have a little bit of downtime for a week or two Whereas if you had, you know, maybe if you had a software-based live encoder, if your computer went down, you can always download the software on another computer and get it up and running, hopefully within a matter of just a short, short period of time. Whereas if a hardware-based live encoder goes down, you could be stuck uh, unable
1: to live for maybe a few days or a week or two. (laughs) Or a few weeks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Our experience was, you know, we had a lightning strike and had some damage and, They'll do. They definitely service them, but just getting them shipped in and out is going to take some time, and having them work on it is going to take some time. So, and getting a loaner is not cheap. So that
0: can be hard too sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So we're out of time. So uh, our company is JSL Solutions. If you, uh, we do streaming video, streamingchurch.tv. We also have mobile apps, churchapplive.com. We also have uh, church management tools, myflock.com. And we even have a a live greeter set up that you could get for your church website, and where you could load some code. It only takes a couple of minutes. It's called Greeter dot Church. Yes. And... Uh, that you, if you're interested in that, uh, we can you know if somebody comes to your website, which most people are going to look at your website before they come to your church, you have a live greeter on there. They can answer some questions, correspond with people, interact with people. And it's a great little product. So we have lots of things that we can help you with as your church. And if we can help you, if anything, just send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. There you have it. All righty. All right. So we are out of here. He's Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. Thanks for spending a little bit of time on this Church Solutions podcast. We will catch you next time on another edition. Have a great day.